Hello. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I've just had a very healthy dinner of soup with spinach included. So it was very green, but it was spinach. Nice. I like how you said spinach included as if it could have been. This is okay. I haven't, I haven't explained it. This is because it was meant to be a pumpkin soup. And as it was being poured out, I was being warned. It's going to be a different colour to last time, which made me very nervous. So hello, welcome to Three Wheeling. I'm Sasha. And I'm Laurel. And we like miserably failed to give any context to who we were last episode. So we've decided that we should rectify that straight up. Straight at the Laurel, top. Laurel, you sh- <laughs> straight at the top. Laurel, can you go first? Because I think you're more impressive too. So it's best to start with them more. Well, also, gosh, this is going awry from the get-go. I thought we were going, hello, hello. God, talks about how impromptu and natural this was going to be. And then I was just going to say, three-wheeling, a podcast about friendship in our 30s and the things we've been enjoying recently. But you want me to say, and Laurel Henning is a journalist by day. And a, and a crime fighter by night. I don't know. By I day always makes me think, what, <laughs> what's happening on the, on the downtime hours? Oh, very good. Yeah, I've totally ruined the lovely flow that we workshopped over over messages the whole week third time's a charm but i think we'll get it for episode three I, guys stick with us i think it's because our banter is just so charismatic that it can't be contained um, banter. <laughs> um and i'm sasha but i'm sasha kelly and uh i'm a podcast producer so really i should know basically that's just me saying i should know better yeah, no and, excuses your end. God. And that I've done, um, I've really let Laurel down today. Can't get the producers, am I right? Yeah, exactly. Well, you see, it's, as you said, journalist by day. Um, I'm a producer by day, but as soon as it hits five o'clock, I just, I turn that producing hat off and I just talk however I'd like. You three I'm wheel, like. as it were. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. We're going to have a great time today, aren't we? Um, our second and final episode, by the way, it's going so far. We started off last week after talking about, you know, why we'd started the podcast with our tip for making friends or making connections. To give some context, it is yet another week of both of us being in full lockdown. I believe that you're on the on the like verge of being allowed to get haircuts again that's what I'm reading oh I hadn't read about haircuts (laughs) because tell you what girls in need of a trim that's all I'm gonna say yeah I keep reading that it's saying haircuts are just around the corner from New South Wales for New South Wales and you know I'm feeling pretty jealous right now I've got some pretty bad split ends for all my friends who are also people with a fringe and not brave enough to take take matters into their own hands like myself, you have my sympathy um, because I don't really know what's happening with my hairline at the moment, truth be told. 
and uh, that news gives me real hope, Sasha. So thank you for that. No, I did. I did. Re- I did read. Although I got really confused with what was being announced today, and I feel like I shouldn't go into what was being announced because I was confused, and I'll probably get it wrong again. Anyway, sounds like there's maybe some some hope around the corner for us in New South Wales. That is true. Excellent. So, with all that in mind, what is your tip? Like, what have you done this week that has brought you some connection, some joy, some faith in humankind that making friends is not as hard as it should be in your 30s? Yeah, I was thinking about, because maybe at some point we're going to have to branch out and get creative and maybe reflect on things that people who aren't in lockdown might be doing as well. But um, for those of us who are, and in the interests of the pursuit, as you've mentioned, of social connection in isolation, as it was put to me earlier this week by someone who had listened to the podcast and was saying very lovely things. So thank you to them. Um, I recently did. So this wasn't one of those. It wasn't quite your Zoom boot camp and it wasn't a Zoom event. But as everything is virtual at the moment, it was a Instagram live yin and gin class yeah, by a yoga studio in Sydney. And the yoga teacher is a friend of mine. So I was like, yeah, I'll tune in. I'll tune in. This will be fun. But it was so good. And I'd sent a message to a few friends of mine saying, this is happening. It's going to be 30 minutes. Have a cocktail or don't buy your yoga mat. And we'll just flop over some cushions and feel relaxed on a Friday evening. I think also that it was on a Friday evening really helped. Um, and... I think they're going to plan to do it again. So this was Trunk Studios. You can find them on Instagram at Trunk Studios. And it was 7 p.m. Eastern, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, summertime, Standard Time. I'm never going to get that right. Sydney, I always just Google current it. Current Sydney time, 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to do it again. Gin and yin. And it was just nice. Well, one, it was a very lovely and relaxing thing to do. But it was also really lovely to know that some of my friends were doing it along with me at the same time. There was a really nice feeling to that. So because it's an Instagram live, it's a bit different to a Zoom. So you just see the instructor. You wouldn't be like staring at a gallery of other people's sweaty faces Quite as right. they're like lying in their <laughs> unkempt living rooms that probably like if you looked over to the left of my um screen right now you can't see the screen but if if the microphone could move virtually to the left there would there's two three rather large boxes um filled with recycling because of my online shopping addiction um yeah but what has been your friendship tip social connection tip (laughs) well I feel like I'm giving a bit of a cheating tip here. Oh gosh. Um, I feel like I'm <laughs> I just you fell off a I chair. just slipped off my chair. And I'm only drinking tea, I swear. Um because I do feel like, you know, when they always do those how to make it feel like you have more clothes in your wardrobe. Oh, go to the back of your wardrobe and pull out the clothes you haven't used in ages. It feels like new. I feel like this is the friend equivalent of that, which is this week. I went for a walk with a friend I haven't seen in four years. And oh, wow. Yeah, and it was a bit of a, I'm ashamed to say, I felt a little bit like, I'm not like super G'd up about seeing her. Like we haven't seen each other in ages. Maybe we won't have that much to talk about. You know, we haven't talked in four years. Um, it was a bit of a random, like, I think I've run out of people to see. Um, maybe... <laughs> 
maybe i hope this is about to turn around no. otherwise this is a really <laughs> awkward anecdote i promise it is um because then we caught up and we just had the greatest conversation and i remembered that um she's just an excellent person and really like put the wind in my sails and that probably all my kind of anxiety and let's just face it like nerves about catching up was really based to the fact that we've been in lockdown and nothing to do with the fact that I feel about her personally mm-hmm. and probably everything to do with the fact that um socializing is a little bit challenging at the moment so um it just really made me think like there's probably a lot of people who I haven't been in touch with for a couple of years and why not just send them a note out of the blue saying thinking of you like not going for a, not not having to go catch up and spend an hour with them but you know if Facebook Facebook and social media and all those uh, like time zapping um, sites that the internet has invented um, where you seem to have hundreds of friends you know some but no one that you talk yeah, to yeah <laughs> maybe it's worth just like sorting through a few of those lists and thinking oh I haven't talked to so like a Sophie or an Adam or a Jeremy in ages why don't I just send them a message get ready Sophie Adam and Jeremy she's coming for you I know um, I just picked those names I can the floor. I can think of a name think of a name um <laughs> I'm such a strong proponent of the thinking of you message. I do it a lot. And therefore, I'm just going to endorse my own behavior and say that I believe mm. that people really enjoy getting those messages however and however long it's been. And I think it's really interesting to me that you are um, exploring that peripheral friendship circle, perhaps at this time, where it's so easy and very common for people to shrink and shrink and shrink their social circle um, during isolation um, to really three or four people and I think it's great that you're doing that and I guarantee that those people will be overjoyed to hear from you and I think that um oh what was I gonna say um oh it's gone it's gone don't worry uh, well I was going to add just quickly I I mean, I think I can say it. I had a really bad week last week. I really hate lockdown um, and it really got to me. And I'd been texting with a friend who lives mm. in Brisbane and quite off her own bat, she organized for a, a friend that she knows who I've only met once at a wedding. Um, uh, like me. To, yeah, like you. What's with me and weddings? Um, <laughs> <laughs> to to come and do a lap of my local park with me and again it was one of those things where I went oh I feel a bit awkward because obviously like I'm I've texted such negative things that a friend has gone oh god I better send like a watcher out yeah help but again it was just such a nice thing to do and I also was really touched that I mean I am joking in like mostly about um someone sending someone out for me but I did think like what a nice thing of a friend in a different city to just say hey I think she'd really enjoy just a walk around the park um a bit of a laugh a bit of a distraction a bit of a chance to meet and talk to someone who's outside you know I I really enjoy meeting new people like it's I'm one of those weirdos oh I don't know about that. But, you know, I am one of those weird people who does like meeting 
and getting to know different people. So yeah, that's my other one. And the thing that I was going to say before was that I think um, something I've been reflecting on a lot actually is that what this really shows is, you know, your apprehension, your expectations were very much yours. That wasn't reflective of the reality of the situation or how she appeared into it or how the situation went. And it's so um, easy feels like the wrong word, but it's very natural for our minds, I think, to go into that um, mode of this will only be awkward or this has the potential to be awkward. Therefore, it probably will be, which is definitely something I would do rather than or maybe it won't be maybe it will be a really nice thing maybe we'll have a lovely time and we'll have a laugh and we'll reconnect and that's what happened and that's really really great absolutely I'm of the belief that most most of our behaviors are a muscle I mean it it's weird that I brought it up for the second time muscle memory earlier and muscle here but I do think that when people go oh I hate small talk and it's like everyone hates small talk it's it's a practice you know getting used to being able to break the ice and getting used to being able to um try and engage a conversation in a really um frosty atmosphere is actually something that I feel like I've had to practice getting good at it's not something that I was Mm. naturally good at I mean of course for everyone who says that there's like the Tom Cruises and the you know the people who I, I love I love small talk <laughs> you know those people that was my that was it that was my Tom Cruise <laughs> but you know those people that you go I, I'm sure they they're just born charismatic and I'm sure they're just able to they were like that when they were three but yeah yeah all right well let's do our um our wrap up of what we're reading watching and listening to this week let's do it I want to hear what you're reading first what I'm reading because yeah, okay. I know that's your I know that's going to be the one my that jam. you spent the most time thinking about but you know it was my hardest one to come up with for this record mm. because still wading my way through Hillary ah uh, yes Hillary Mantel I'm like 20 pages from the end guys I'm so close on this odyssey but because I had mentioned book clubs last mm-hmm. week I thought I would or last week, last record, I thought I would talk about one of the book club books that we read, um, particularly because it was so different. It was uh, The Lonely Castle in the Mirror by Mitsuki Tsujimura. Tsujimura. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're looking for something a bit different and also comforting, which I feel like all of my picks this week are, what has given me comfort? Then I think... Also, if you already like Japanese fiction, this feels like a very safe recommendation. And if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed Before the Coffee Gets Cold, which is a book that came out a couple of years ago. Anyway, this book basically follows a group of teenagers, so it almost feels like young adult fiction. They're all sort of misfits in their relative schools, respective schools, and they find themselves transported through their bedroom mirrors to a fantasy castle, like a Disneyland castle. And there is a wolf character and it's all um there are wishes available and they have to find out sort of the secret of the castle but they have to figure it out by a certain time so there's like the impending clock strikes midnight sequence the first segment of the book was quite slow and then it just really picks up um and I just really enjoyed it and it was so unlike anything else that I'd read plus all of those sort of fairy tale elements I just found it a really interesting different but also comforting read yeah 
would you would you say that you have to be a fan of fantasy or you have to be open-minded to some kind of fantastical element to be able to enjoy it I am not a fantasy person Uh, I'm not a fantasy person I'm not a fan of fantasy um usually I wouldn't consider myself that try not to fall off your chair with laughter again but um (laughs) I I felt like this had just enough elements of the fantastical um for me to enjoy it yeah I think you I mean maybe you've got a future as a as oh it's too late for me to think of the word you know someone who um muses about a, a books book critic professionally that would, be, that would be a dream that oh well, you know that I, was I, the word i, I was this dream for. of having a bookshop maybe one day but um yeah you can find you can find me on instagram with my books which is where i do review all my books but um yeah so the lonely castle in the mirror is my pick mitsuki tsujimura is the author and yeah, if you're looking for something really different, that would be my pick. What have you been reading, Sasha? By the way, you're, sorry, you're Billion Dollar Whale. I had a message from a friend who listened to the podcast last week and she said she is picking up both of our book recommendations. So from still life to Billion Dollar Whale, our picks had appe- both appealed to one person, which I really enjoy. That's fantastic. Look, um, my choices all this week are really going to paint a very clear picture of the state that Sasha's been in for the last seven days. Okay. The only thing I've managed to read is Harry Potter. Harry Harry Potter. Um and <laughs> I know that there's no one in the world who's listening to this right now who's going, oh, what an amazing title. Tell me more about this book that I've never heard of. But what they are doing is perhaps going, what a great idea to revisit the comfort of my childhood at a really scary time <laughs> and and explore Harry Potter. And I tell you why, because you're not the only person I know who's doing it. <laughs> and that's exactly right. Um, I, I know that when I'm going through a really stressful time and I need... And, and reading really calms me down. It's a really good thing for me to do before bed. It's a really good thing to get me off my phone. Reading a book mm. is like one of the only things that will ensure I don't pick up my phone for hours. Um, so I just unashamedly lent into it. And I was like, I'm just going to read the, sev- the seventh book, the seventh book again. Um, the other thing I've been doing, because I do find that when COVID and pandemics and lockdowns is really bad is that my ability to concentrate for long periods of time somewhat disappears yeah Um, I think that's a really common thing as well yeah is that I've picked up a few more magazines this week or tried to browse through them but also a book a treat to yourself as well I feel a magazine is I'm a bit of a treat (laughs) it's such a treat and a treat when you're buying like an ice cream or a bottle of wine from the local set like shop and then you just you just see it on the rack and you think oh why not um and yeah yeah so magazine um I bought the New Yorkers no the New York magazine's Australian edition oh their tea magazine the New York Times yeah yeah because I was a bit perplexed because it it definitely has Australia on the cover. And so I was like, are yeah. they actually producing an exclusive Australian edition? In fact, they're doing really well. They So they launched, I believe they launched in Australia, uh, I want to say 
middle or late last year. And they have already decided that they're going to, I think, either double, certainly increase their um, frequency next year because I think they were going to be, I'm going to get all of this wrong because I'm saying it off the top of my head, but I think they were only going to be published maybe four times in the year. And I think they're going to six times next year. So they're really, um, yeah, they're really doing doing well. So I think that's great. And it's such a, as a journalist, it's really nice to know that there is print media out there that people have such a hunger for that people are actually increasing their print runs of because there are so many people as well who would just say, print media is dead (laughs) well I think that's really nice it's really good yeah I saw the cover had Margot Robbie on it actually the reason I picked it up is because it was a story about being an expat and being stuck in the US as an Australian and how much she's missing it Mm. and I I guess like that really feeds off our conversation that we had last week it's an ongoing conversation that both of us have and um that made me pick it up so yeah um what are you watching what what's bringing you joy as what what are you watching well while we're talking about comfort i have two for my watching which is a surprise to all of us because watching was meant to be my my weakest element and the thing i was going to struggle with most mm. but this week reading is what i've struggled with watching i have two things for and don't even get to listening i've got a a whole bunch <laughs> of stuff to offer it when we get there okay so watching but you've got to you've got to drip it out you've got to in, in 5 weeks time when you're like i don't have anything to recommend anymore you're gonna draw them out don't underestimate me Sasha I'm gonna find things oh sorry she sorry. says now yeah asking it in five weeks okay <laughs> so we've been talking a bit about sort of um well comfort reads with Harry Potter so comfort watching okay let me take you back to the early 2000s in the time of you've got mail I comfort watched you've got mail and I have no regrets <sighs> I love you've got mail so Meg Ryan's is You've Got Mail your favourite? <laughs> Owning a bookshop. There's a golden retriever or Labrador. I'm not sure. It's good. It's good. It's also from a time when our biggest fear were chain stores and not massive tech conglomerates. <laughs> so that's interesting. Mm, mm. Um, can I ask you, in the, in the rankings of rom-coms throughout history... Is You've Got Mail your top one or is there something that pips it? It's not even a close favourite. I enjoy it. It's not even a close favourite. But uh, in terms of trying to get my uh, <coughs> housemate to enjoy watching a film with me, um, this was this was the bargain that we, that oh. we made. Um, my favourite is When Harry Met Sally. Me too. Me as well. Oh. She said me too, guys. A, a close tie with Notting Hill. Oh, great choice. I'm just a boy. I'm no, I'm They're just my a girl. two favorites. Oh, I've, yeah. I've messed it up. I'm just a boy. You're just changing the gender. <laughs> I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. Okay, so I comfort watched You've Got Mail. But the other thing I've started doing, I am not a big YouTube watcher. Mm-hmm. But as my attention span diminishes, I quite enjoy... We briefly mentioned Graham Norton. Last year, I discovered Graham Norton's YouTube channel. Discovered to the very least term, but discovered to me. Um, and, found, and found all of the like 10 minute 20 minute snippets and I was just howling with laughter at them anyway turns out I've exhausted the pool of Graham Norton clips I've done it I've exhausted them it's only so many lunch breaks guys but I have discovered Dr Shireen Idris who's a dermatologist in New York City and 
she's great. She basically just talks through all the PR nonsense of beauty products. I think I originally found her through watching something else I enjoy, like the Vogue videos of what's in your bag and this is my makeup routine. And I was I was drawn to Gwyneth Paltrow's makeup routine, but Dr. Shireen Idris had done a must say her full name by the way in every reference. Dr. Shireen Idris had done a video response to Gwyneth's uh, face routine. I did I did hear that Gwyneth's face routine on the Vogue channel was quite controversial. Yes. So I watched the reaction yeah. video and I thought, well, this yeah. is great. And she knows her stuff. And then this week, the thing that I really enjoyed was her cleansers. She went through cleansers and she was, I feel like I said cleanser in a really weird way. And she was saying, most importantly, I think to me was, you don't have to break the bank to have a good cleanser. And these are all the different budget options for all the different um, skin types and yeah I enjoyed it I think she's really good and um, gotta love a skincare routine because I'm just spending all my money on toiletries beauty products <laughs> I'm so excited for you because I have watched a lot of YouTube beauty stuff and I would say yeah, that was it's new to me yeah I'd say I was quite an early com- convert and that's actually how I learned to do my makeup by watching oh she's British and uh, and she's really famous and now I've completely and I'm forgotten not gonna know her name, name and you're not I know gonna nothing know about it. beauty bloggers vloggers um oh is it that no I'm not gonna guess she's got beautiful brown hair and she looks I feel like it begins with we're gonna have to edit this down a little bit makeup 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 this is gonna be my homework and I'm gonna bring it for next week because I cannot remember her name. Thank and you. My Googling for isn't fast Bringing enough. your homework next week in advance. <laughs> I would just like, on the point of homework, I would just like to say Janacek's on an overgrown path. Beautiful. Isn't it stunning? So stunning. I'm not going to set you like not fun homework, you know? Did I, I did I lie fun. underneath the window yesterday afternoon at the end of work and just stare up at the window with it on in the background? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I love that. I love that image. It was it was good. Um yeah. so I'm gonna tell you what I've been watching. Um again to go down the path the well trodden path of things that I have already watched, but I will watch them again. I have I think this is part of a larger conversation about we meant we talked about it at the weekend. No surprises. No surprises. I don't want any no surprises. surprises listening. No surprises watching. No surprises no. reading. So I have gone into I'm deep into season five of West Wing because I've watched it at least four times through. It might be more, but it is my like comfort show. I I felt like I couldn't watch it so much over the last four years because it felt little too close. Previously, it felt yeah really idealistic, but it felt almost like a fantasy show over the last four years. But I feel like it's safe to return to now. Um, So yeah, that again is just something that I've really enjoyed. But I have watched something new. I watched Hacks 
which is available in Australia on Stan. I don't know what it's available on globally. Yeah, it's difficult when it's on something like Stan rather than Amazon Prime or Netflix because, um, yeah, it's really hard to know what what it was, what the equivalent will be elsewhere. But anyway, it's on Stan. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and it's about um, a female comedian who is really closely modeled on um oh Joan Rivers Joan Rivers Joan Rivers yeah just couldn't remember her name Joan Rivers and uh it's a really like simple setup in that she's given this odd couple pairing with a millennial comedy writer who's just been for want of a better word cancelled because of a tweet that she wrote um and they're kind of each other's last chance Mm. um to for the Joan Rivers character she's like kind of reaching the twilight years of her career um and for this young millennial it's that I guess like quite a modern story in the sense that this wouldn't have happened 30 40 years ago um she's kind of been plucked out of obscurity at a really young age and given like a huge amount of success and then has um rapidly felt the tall poppy syndrome as in you know I'm and I'm bringing that up as in 10 20 years ago you probably had to earn your dues a little Mm. bit more because there wasn't this great democracy of the internet that would thrust you forward into the eyes of people making decisions so um it's quite an interesting like commentary on work ethic and and I think like what I really enjoyed is that it plays really well with this idea of um standards and like standards across generations of like what our parents might have considered acceptable in the workplace versus what we consider acceptable in the workplace and it doesn't kind of cast judgment on one being right or wrong it's just more commentary on the fact that expectations are rem- we're coming from two different places yeah and our expectations of what is appropriate are remarkably different um and mm. that in some ways we're selling ourselves short but in other ways I think we have a totally acceptable standard for ourselves so I I recommend it because it it's not quite the joyous escapism that Ted Lasso is but it did make me laugh a lot it's not as dark it's not as dark as it seems it's actually written the creator is one of the guys who who was on broad city oh okay so it's got some really weird jokes in it and it is quite um what's the word like broad city is pretty confronting is the wrong word broad city is pretty edgy at moments but it did just make me feel really good and I think like there's not a lot of stories with two women. Um, you know, they talk about the Bechdel test. It's the Bechdel yeah. test, right? Where If you're two women on screen talking to each other, are you talking about boys or are you talking about something else? Yeah, and it well and truly passes that. Well, actually, I, sh- I shouldn't say that I did that as a scientific test, but I felt like um, it was really a show about two women talking about their careers in a way that I haven't seen in quite a long time, if ever. So I've really enjoyed it. I'm glad. And I devoured it. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, something comic but with like a little bit more, a few undertones to it as well that are worth exploring. 
it's it's not so when i say edgy it's not oh yeah undertones in terms of um themes yeah like universal themes as my grade 12 essays would have said um it's i wouldn't say edgy in a black comedy way it's edgy in that it just sometimes takes some real right hand turns with the with the plot line that you go i thought we were going this way and we've ended up in a completely different direction but i i really enjoyed it so you did your homework i did and you enjoyed it i did I did. And speaking of um, mm. classical music as well, we did have, I don't maybe we'll get to like listeners' emails at the end, but we did have a message from someone who said that they really enjoyed um, our conversation about Max Richter and that they really enjoy um, the Four Seasons. But other than that, they sort of don't really know where to go for um, upbeat classical Ooh. music. They find classical music for themselves generally to just be too slow to listen to. And do you have, Sasha, a recommendation, because it has to come from you, not from me, um, of another composer who has some upbeat um, classical music, but also perhaps an unsung hero? Or less known, less un- less less overplayed than Max Richter. That's that's that's, that's what I'm looking so for. That's tricky. What that um, do you know what? Here. I'm going to throw a few suggestions out there, and um, here we go. I'd like to hear what they come back with. Upbeat. Okay, so I would either go with a Baroque playlist. So go to Spotify and go for um, Scarlatti, Bach, um that kind of era if you if you went for like best of baroque or something like that if you're after upbeat that's probably the genre that you're going to get the most consistent tempo um that still kind of energizes you maybe i mean without going off on a nerdy tangent maybe early classical but you're just going to have a bit more variety that might not fit your remit if that's not the upbeat, th- when you use the word upbeat, I think of several different things. So the other one I would say is another pe- another composer I used to really love listening to when I was studying is Philip Glass and his Metamorphosis for Piano. And if you like repetitive minimalism, it's not necessarily happy music, but it's quite speedy. Um, that's another suggestion I'd have. Or I'd recommend, like, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, go down, like, the Steve Reich kind of pathway. That's not going to really be as much, like, background easy listening, but it's certainly, like, going to get you moving. So there's a couple of different ideas. There you go. I do feel, like, a bit like an, I guess, like an interior designer or something where it's, like, the word upbeat isn't enough to give you one idea that's going to work. And like, I'm going to give you a range and you're going to come back and be like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I kind of liked this more like this. And then I could kind of nut it down a little bit more, but that's where I'd start. Yes. The word upbeat is making me think of a scene in how to lose a guy in 10 days when they're pitching articles. And one of the uh, female journalists is exploring all of these themes, like really serious. And she goes, but upbeat to the editor. <laughs> as a journalist, do you watch movies that feature journalism as like this glossy, beautiful lifestyle where you go, it's not like that at all? Yeah, and I I think the thing that journalists really enjoy watching are things in more, um, quote unquote, grittier or more serious movies. They say something like... Like um, Spotlight. 
that's exactly the example I was going to give like spotlight and there's always that scene and I think there's probably even a spoof video of how this happens in movies but where they they have to go to the editor because they're really worried about this story and the controversies thereof and then the editor at one point goes run it it's the run it scene and then and then you get the scene of like the newspapers flying off the printer It's every it's the equivalent in radio is when someone's saying something horrific on air that you would instantly kill. Like you would get someone would be like, take them off now. And they all just kind of stare at each other and like and and move around and go, What? Someone would have pressed the button. Someone would have someone pulled would the plug have pressed way the button. before people are waving their hands in the air. Yeah. Someone would have pulled the plug. You know, people are trained and and it happens a lot. Yeah. But anyway. So that was yeah, that was my homework. And I think mm-hmm. should I go into my listening things I think now so. while we're here? Yeah. Um while we're on sort of musical things, I would say um I also did something today that I never expected to do but I started playing ambient sounds while I was working just like I found a YouTube clip of a meadow with birds singing and then there was another one of a library people in a library and just like had that on while I was working and I don't know I think as well talking about social connection and not being able to be in as many of these places obviously I maybe could go to a meadow and listen to birds singing but it was just really nice to have that noise because I feel so distracted at the moment and that I if I have a playlist on it's never quite satisfying me Mm. and so to just have that that was that was really helping but we were talking about no surprises listening as well and for me my comfort my ultimate comfort listen is um Fleetwood Mac any Fleetwood Mac and I just have it on repeat and I can um yeah that was for me something I did um at the end of last week so anything Fleetwood Mac (laughs) the Spice Girls maybe as well if I want to get a little bit upbeat no surprises listening um yeah, and I also wanted to make sure I gave an honourable mention in my listening to your last episode of That Classical Podcast because I really enjoyed listening Aww. to that, Sasha. And if you want more, yeah, if you want more classical so music recommendations, guys, I think that's definitely, go and check out the archive because it, it is wonderful. Really, really good. Yeah, and we do have actually quite a few Spotify playlists that um, if you want to get started, that's probably a good place. Problem solved that classical yeah but my main my main listening recommendation I told you it was getting more mm-hmm. and more as we were getting away from reading which is I ridiculous know. was another podcast the diving in podcast I don't know if you've heard of it oh, so I listen I'm gonna write to this down. many book podcasts because obviously mm-hmm. I enjoy I enjoy reading a lot and um yeah it's a book it's a book podcast and it's hosted by Louise Jones and Virginia Seymour they're two friends They live in Western Australia and they've known each other since they were at law school in the 80s. And they describe their podcast as being part of a lifelong conversation between friends about the books they're enjoying. And it's so thoughtfully put together and it also has one of the most gorgeous theme tunes that's sung by a sort of Maggie Rogers, Julia Jacqueline, Laura Marling style person and that gets stuck in my head anyway for the rest of the day once I've listened to the podcast. Um, and some weeks they dis- they have a theme for the books that they're discussing. Some weeks it's just books they've been enjoying. Um, but it's really, it's really well put together and it's really heartfelt. And they also have an Instagram account where they put all of their book recommendations. And I just, I really enjoy it. I really, really enjoy it. So the Diving In podcast is my listening recommendation. I feel like you've done some real heavy lifting this week, Laurel. Like you've brought some serious 
recommendations and I've just gone back through the archives of my mind and gone the windmills of my mind (laughs) what What have I done before that is non-challenging and non-confrontational um no um my listening recommendation is a podcast and it's kind of one in anticipation I did talk last week a lot obviously I recommended um Million Dollar Whale Billion Dollar Whale Billion Dollar Whale yeah, billion, billion, more than more millions, more <laughs> many more millions, a thousand millions, actually. That's like that bit in Austin Powers where Dr. Evil's like, one million dollars, <laughs> and they all laugh because it's... Oh, oh yeah, what is this, a center for ants from Zoolander? Um, <laughs> um, okay, this is a new podcast by the guy who wrote Bad Blood about Elizabeth Holmes. And it's called Bad... Ah, call back to Elizabeth Call Holmes. back to who I talked about last episode. So this is his new series. The first two episodes literally just dropped and I was listening to the first one just before we started recording. And it's called Bad Blood, the final chapter. And it's... It, he's basically um, uh, documenting her trial, which is happening at the moment. And so mm. this is the author who wrote the book um, and... and broke the story about the fact that um Theranos was not all what it seems every time I say it I feel like I'm in a Marvel movie because isn't the bad guy in a Marvel movie Thanos Thanos yeah yeah so it's like a little bit too close to home in that sense um but I think that's what um that's what I'm looking forward to at the moment because I think I listen to a lot of podcasts just to hear like what's going on and what I'm interested in and what other um other production houses are doing but um it's always nice to have something that you are very keen for the next thing to arrive you know um Mm. so that's the one that's gonna really have me refreshing my podcast player all week love that Mm. and is their theme tune bad blood by taylor swift (laughs) they really missed a trick but also i think that taylor swift must be expensive it might not be Yeah, yeah like if you're going to approach an artist maybe one in her prime is probably not the place to start but um red taylor's version coming november i'm so excited i'm gonna say taylor swift is one of my um favorite like absolute favorites to listen to at the moment all time i love taylor swift i'm a i am a swifty i have so much to say on her re-recording her music in fact that might be my listening pick the week that that comes out her re-recording of red because i have thoughts about her music that i would love to discuss maybe we can do a taylor swift special where everything has to connect we watch miss americana yeah we listen to her back catalog and we read write something taylor <laughs> an article many profiles many profiles there's got to be taylor lots swift. of long form profiles I think so. I think so. So we have done some things since last time. We have a we Gmail, threewheelingpod at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram. We do, at threewheelingpod. Excellent. So if you do want to come tell us that we're wrong, that you haven't heard of this book called Harry Potter and you'd like to know where to get it on Booktopia, come and say hello. And perhaps you've got some suggestions of your own for what we should be reading, watching, listening to. We'd love to hear. So, yeah, get in touch. And that's it for episode two. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.